This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Tenbit Emeru, Executive Vice President and Chief Medical Officer of UCARE. Dr. Emeru, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Pleasure being here. Thank you. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare and really excited to learn more about what you're doing at UCARE today as well. But before we dive into my broader questions, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I'm Tenbit Emeru. Um, I am the Executive Vice President and Chief Medical Officer at UCARE. I lead uh, various uh, areas within the health services section at UCARE. I am a physician. I am a critical care neurologist by training. And I've had uh, various roles as a physician leader within different health systems prior to joining UCARE uh, about one year ago. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just a fascinating background you have, both with the clinical side as well as on the leadership side. And from your perspective, what was it like going from um, providing the clinical care to now being with UCARE, um, you know, in, in really uh, impacting healthcare and access to care in a much different way? Yeah, you know, um, initially I thought it would be very, very different uh, because this is my first organization to join from the uh, uh, a pair's perspective. However, what attracted me to UCARE uh, was the same thing that has always driven me as a physician, which I've always been passionate about improving health outcomes for underserved and historically marginalized communities. And UCARE's mission uh, was uh, very much resonating with me. And so I didn't find it to be as drastically different uh, coming to join UCARE. Uh, I get to work on the same things that drive me that uh, uh, that I am passionate about. Well, fantastic. That's great to hear and certainly exciting move. Um, you know, from your perspective now as chief medical officer, what are some of your top priorities for the rest of the year? What are you thinking about and spending most of your time on? You know, um, there's always more to do in healthcare. However, um, this year our priority has been advancing health equity, identifying healthcare gaps and closing them through effective interventions and culturally congruent outreach, such as engaging the community with um, health workers to educate members about preventive care, chronic condition care, medication adherence, uh, helping our members catch up with preventive care that was put on hold during the pandemic, uh, child and teen checkups, immunizations, cancer screening. All, some of these things have been put on hold during the pandemic, and some of our members have been afraid to go back. Um, so we've been helping them reestablish care. Uh, and the reach out is uh, done by someone uh, who's from the same community as some of our members. Uh, speaks the same language and shares the cultural background that our members have. Uh, we've been partnering with community organizations and providers on different initiatives to, for example, support social drivers of health for members and communities 
educate and re-enroll Medicaid members impacted by the redetermination um, that was um, that resulted uh, from the end of the public health emergency. We have focused on projects uh, that uh, eliminate disparities in child and maternal health and improving outcomes with specific populations and supporting new moms been um, integrating uh, mental health and substance uh, use disorder services and physical health services to take a whole person approach. Uh, we, we want to integrate the mental health aspect and the other medical aspect because people don't get just have one condition or another. We wanna approach it from a whole health, a whole person health perspective. Uh, and, you know, we have, these priorities are not priorities that will end at the end of this year. Undoubtedly, we will continue to work very hard on all of these things into next year and the foreseeable future. You know, I, I think that makes a lot of sense and certainly seems like there's been a shift um, over the last few years, especially, as you mentioned, being more mindful of health equity and how that impacts the whole community in, in healthcare in general. But then, too, looking at the connection between the mental, behavioral and physical health care and, you know, we're, we're seeing some movement um, and some trends in the right direction. But really, from your vantage point as having the clinical background, as well as, you know, now working on the payer side, um, for those, you know, behavioral health initiatives, where do you see that headed? What do you really think is going to be um, important for healthcare professionals at large to be thinking about as they're um, trying to really solve some complex problems in that space? Yeah, you know, um, behavioral health needs have skyrocketed since the pandemic. And definitely, you know, even as the pandemic is easing up, um, this we are seeing uh, mental health and substance use disorders needs rise very significantly. Um, I think it would be imperative to make sure that um, everyone who needs access to care in that area uh, receives care. Uh, it's also very important that we support our provider partners in making sure that they have the capacity to absorb the needs that exist out there. Um, in addition to that, we, we need to ensure that as payers, we uh, remove all barriers um, to care so that uh, uh, our members get adequate care, uh, adequate care at the right time and at the right place. That's such a, a great point and definitely something that, you know, I know um, will be a kind of a moving target and evolving over time. Now, I'm also wondering, too, if you could talk about what programs and initiatives that have been most needle moving for you in the last year, whether it's closely related to health equity and some of the other things we've been talking about, or if there's a, a, another example you'd like to share, I would just love to hear from your perspective, um, one has been most impactful. Yeah, you know, the UCARE team is a phenomenal team. Uh, we've accomplished a lot in the past year, but some things to highlight are uh, we uh, earned the NCQA Health Equity Accreditation uh, for Medicaid products, which confirms our progress in addressing health disparities and social drivers of health amongst um, our members. We, we are so proud in achieving this, uh, but it's also very consistent with our mission and what we're trying to do for our members. We have created a housing team to support housing stability 
um, for our members who are unhoused, uh, connecting care managers and internal U care staff to the resources um, that are out there to assist members um, who are struggling with finding stabilized housing. We are providing food and housing grants to 25 community organizations uh, serving diverse populations and cultures in urban and rural Minnesota. Um, we are very proud of that. Uh, we're supporting members' transition back to in-person post-pandemic care and resuming uh, deferred care, preventative care, um, screenings, and immunizations. Uh, we're also implementing a population health program, which uh, we've been working on for the past few years, but we are now finally implementing it with um, advanced data integration and workflow management tools to support um, our members in a way that is um, evidence-based, person-centered care management strategy. So these things have been uh, very exciting for us over the past year. Oh, that's a lot of accomplishments um, and certainly a lot to be proud of from your perspective. You know, I, I really appreciate you addressing some of the big um, health equity um, issues. And I can imagine there are a lot of them, but to have that um, certification is definitely amazing. And then to kind of working through that transition back into in-person care, you know, and what, what that flow looks like for patients um, in caregivers makes a lot of difference. Um, I think just one more question here while I've got you, how are you thinking about growth and member experience going forward? I can imagine it ties hand in hand to a lot of the other work we've talked about today. So, you know, what's really, are you seeing from a member experience standpoint that, um, you know, is going to make the difference for you going forward? Yeah, absolutely. You are correct. A member experience and growth are tied um, together. If you uh, are not delivering a high quality member experience, uh, your growth would be in jeopardy. Our members' positive experience in um, accessing care and services, getting the care and the medications they need at the right time, at the right place, are pivotal to member retention and growth. Um, in addition, improving health equity for our um, historically marginalized members is another critical aspect of improving member experience and health outcomes. We are um, therefore doubling down on our efforts to make sure that we move the needle in this area. We're also um, um, thinking about growth from uh, end member experience through the lens of a positive provider experience. When our members go see our, our provider partners, if our provider partners have less barrier from, um, that is put from uh, you know, our side, if the providers are happy with our partnership, with our relationship with them, our members are served better. And that has direct impact on member experience. We do that by reducing the administrative burden for prior authorization, credentialing, contracting, denials, those sort of back office um, administrative uh, burdens. We, we try to remove them as much as possible so that our providers are happy, our partnership is strong, and that all results in our members being happy and our members having a positive experience. Uh, some things, some other things to think about are, you know, care coordination and care management for our members, especially those with complex care needs and disabilities, is a critical asset that will ensure a positive member experience 
that results in um, improved care and outcomes for our members. And we'll continue to find ways to empower our members to advocate for their health. We also uh, think that member experience benefits from UCARE's comprehensive support of uh, social drivers of health and looking at um, a member from a holistic perspective, focusing on all dimensions of health, mental health, physical health, and including into that um, the social needs aspect. Uh, better member experience and growth are also possible by ensuring that our coverage keeps pace with new treatments, medications, specialties, procedures, and me other medical advances. I think growth is an opportunity to extend the reach of our amazing clinical expertise, our dedicated staff, our mission to new service areas, new product lines, new technologies, and new business partners. Absolutely. I love that. I think, you know, you, you, it sounds like you're taking such a multi-pronged approach to really um, understand what patients and caregivers and members need and then, you know, move forward with the strategies that are going to be most helpful for them, reducing that burnout, stress levels, as well as um, removing the administrative bur burdens. Um, I can just certainly imagine that really uh, takes the pressure off and allows the care to happen in a truly meaningful way. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Amaru, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun and interesting conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.